to the Mind Heart Muscle Podcast, where we explore the body and mind connection, train our hearts and souls, and understand what it is to be human. We connect with authors, coaches, and entrepreneurs from all over the world to both challenge and develop the way we think and approach our life. If you want to become the best version of yourself, have better relationships, and optimize your health, you'll learn that and much more here. We know you'll enjoy the show, so here we go. All right. Mark England, ladies and gentlemen. Mark, what's been the biggest win this week for you? This past Sunday, what's up, Matt? Good to see you again. <laughs> we we've spent uh, <clears throat> we've spent some quality time together all, uh, virtually um, on a, a number of Zoom calls. This is the second time I'm on your show, so once again, uh, good good to see your face. Um, my biggest win of the week was graduating our first group of level three students and what that entails everybody is if you add up level one and level two and level three you got a year of intense language training uh, which all of those certs are both personal and professional development so you're you're going through your stories and your language and making changes to your identity and saying things and feeling feels for an entire year. And we graduated 17, 18 people. And uh, a number of those people have been out to Virginia. Uh, I've hung out with them personally uh, a number of times. They're, they're, they are students, yes. They're friends, yes. Some of them are now colleagues, yes. So I know those people. And like I said, they were the first group of level three students. We, we got across the finish line and you know what, dude, it created that I got somewhere between emotional and very emotional on graduation. Uh, and I felt once we got off the call, it was a four hour and 41 minute graduation call, by the way, everybody, <laughs> once we got off that call, which is very fitting for the amount of work that they put in over a year, that year. We got off that call and everything's quiet and I'm looking around the lake house. I'm up there by myself and, and um, I might've, you might've heard me say you know, I'm 45 years old and I created, I experienced a new distinctive feeling post that call, which was, it was a sense of emptiness, closure, gratitude, um, and, 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 and completion. As in, I taught them everything that I know about the language game. Put it all, I got it all on the table. And that created a, it was the first time in my entire life I'd ever felt that. And it created, it created a very, and I've been doing this 14 years and it's taken, as you can imagine, 
the entire time to get to a point where we have everything in place to get a group of level three students across the finish line. So the entirety of my body of work came to a certain level of fruition on Sunday night. I wasn't expecting that. Okay. And I, I, I got off the, and I've been emotional since we had, we do a Tuesday night live call on it's a class on Instagram. And, you know, we had one of the level three coaches that just graduated came, come on. And, uh, and I talked about my experience on Sunday night. And so, you know, it was rehashing some stuff, but I was emotional then. So, you know, this is, um, Matt, so Matt asked me before we, we hit play, you know, what do you want to talk about? What's the most important thing we talk about? And, I, I looked away and thought for a second and I came back and said, follow through. Cause that's very much up for me right now. It's something I can talk specifically and definitively and uniquely about in the context of how, what I'm, what I'm feeling. So, uh, and, and also, you know what that also brings up, Matt, the, the conversation about, um, picking a lane and, 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 and sticking to the decision of, of, of getting good at one thing or just a very small handful of things. If I had chosen to do six or seven things professionally, different things, I would not negation acknowledged have created that experience for myself mm-hmm. due to the fact of me being singular and focus in my profession, with my profession, it allowed me to trust me when I say this, everybody, it was a very deep feeling. It was a very deep feeling on Sunday night. And I told this to the, the, um, to the level three students, you know, I said, I said, make a choice, pick, pick a lane and stay in the lane. And if you stay, dig the Panama canal, those are, those are words that we're using behind the scenes and lift it. So, um, you're, you're, uh, who's the blue belt, you or Ron? Uh, both of us now. Oh, congrats, dude. Yeah. Okay, great. You ever met somebody who comes in the gym that's, that's had like nine months of Taekwondo and then they, then they did Shotokan for three months and then, you know, they, um, they wrestled yes. a year in high school and, mm-hmm. and then, you know, Dip they, their toes uh, in. Yeah, exactly. What kind of a martial artist on them are they? What happens when you pair them up with a with a with someone who wrestled in middle school, high school, and college? They're they're, they're a novice at all of the, at all of the things. They'll have, they'll have the basics, and and it ends it ends just about there. And once things get difficult, they uh, they 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 don't have negation acknowledged as many tools under their belt to use. I've seen that. I used to live in martial arts gyms, specifically uh, MMA gyms, specifically three. And then Thailand, I did a a decade in Thailand. Um, And I've also been around a lot of um, communities. I've lived in several communities and there's a lot of parallels. turns out it's Mm -hmm. pretty funny between the martial arts and the healing arts. I want to back up a little bit, Mark, if we can. Uh, Sure. 
<laughs> sure. There's a, you know, you had said pick a lane and you've been doing this 14 years and you're currently 45. So that means for, for so many years, you, you were searching for a lane to pick. Mm-hmm. Is that, would that be true? And is there value in, in finding your, you know, t- searching and taking that time? And then the, when you finally do decide or find that, that thing that you're looking for, um, it, what I'm noticing it, you know, it, it's not a, it's not a single thing. It's a combination of all the things. MMA exists because of that, you know, I believe multiple avenues of exploration that people have done. And then one day someone decided, let's put it all together. Is, is that true with you as well in your, your search and your, your lane that you've chosen? It's very true. And, and folks, there is an R&D phase for sure. Okay. Research and development. So right around year three, I looked at what I was doing. And I had this nagging thought, is this the most valuable way that I can interact with my clients, as in the way I was coaching then? So I first started with something called emotional freedom technique. And that entails uh, dialoguing, okay, talking with, with clients or yourself. You can do it on yourself, changing, changing some of the words around, and then tapping on certain points of the body. The tapping, if anyone's familiar with acupuncture, most people have heard of that. Their take on it, it sends, this is a little woo-woo, and we can do a little, little bit. I can do a little bit. It sends pulses of energy through the system, and it disrupts the, 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 uh, the flow. Okay, We can make that simpler and it is absolutely a pattern interrupt. It interrupts the normal pattern of us telling the story with our hands uh, in the way that we do. You know, we got to pay a little extra attention to uh, the, us tapping. So it, it, it takes a little bit of our mental real estate out of wholeheartedly believing our story. And it, it just it, it, it adds a different dynamic. And you can do it with a hula hoop. I've totally done that. I've taken somebody with a, a story they were all fucked up about from back in their childhood and, and said, um, you know, tell me the story. They did. Cal- got clear about what they were feeling and where. I handed them a hula hoop and, and, and said, spin this hula hoop and tell me the same story. And it completely interrupted the pattern. You can do it with jumping jet. You can do it with whatever. We do it. We interrupt the pattern of their people's pattern of storytelling. One of the main things that we do is get them breathing while they're telling the story. Because most people's pattern, habit, unconscious habit of telling a story that they have a problem about, they're just all locked up in their breath. Okay, well, here's another F-bomb. No fucking brainer. Tell me that same story while you're breathing well. And sometimes that's very challenging. That's okay. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm a coach. I'm going to remind you to breathe well. I'm going to help you do that. And in that pattern interruption, I'm off on a tangent. I'll bring it back to your original question here in a second. We get different. Here's the formula, folks. Do something different, get something different. 
do the same thing, get the same thing, total rocket science. So right around year three, I, I asked myself, is this the best way for me to interact with my clients? Okay. Is this the most value that I can bring? And the, the question kept coming, the answer kept coming back. I don't know. So what I did is I went on an R and D quest for a few years studying the systems that were most interesting to me that I'd come across at that time. And when I mean studying them, I mean going to the source, the founder. So there were nine systems that, that, that I found interesting and influenced me. And I went and trained with eight of the founders. There's magic in that, by the way. And, uh, I came back out with some interesting insights on a number of levels, including the systems, including the communities, including the founders. And uh, picked my lane. I said, you know what? It's the language. It's the language. So and so so I decided. I decided and and I've stayed decided. And there, 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 there are challenges in that as well. There's a, a tremendous amount of beauty, folks, in making decisions. And there's also challenges that come with that as well. Uh, it's one thing to pick a lane. It's another thing to stay on that lane. Okay, as you know, three, four, five, 14, 29 years in. That's a gut check. That's a all different, whole different kind of gut check. It's easy to do something for six months. Doing the same thing for six years or 16 years. Here's a great example for all y'all that are coaches out there. Um, one of my one-on-one -on -one clients this past week, we get on the call and she's at a place now. She knows how to coach. Okay. She's done level one and level two. She's got the skills. And she, she said, I, I, I need to, I need, who, who, who do I work with? And then I turned it around. It's just asked her, I said, well, who do you work with? She goes, I, exact words. I just want to help everyone. And what happens when you think, you can't help everyone. How about let's make it let's make it worse. Good mm -hmm. luck marketing to everyone. Yeah. We've tried. Who hasn't tried that? Hey, I was about to say <laughs> by myself included, it's the easiest trap to fall into because you're like, well, I'd work with them and I could work with them and I work. And the first 30 minutes was us conversing and angling about that. And then uh, as I asked her about her clientele base. So who do, you, who do you got right now? She's like, I have 11 clients. What's the breakdown? Well, two of them are moms, so women. Eight of them are men, or nine of them are men. 10, 12, whatever, nine. <laughs> yeah, nine of them are men. Most of those are dads. And I said, who are you having the most success with? She goes, well, by far the men. And I asked her, what's it like working with women for you? And she goes, they're cray cray. 
<laughs> and I'm like, okay, interesting. Um, and, and I, sometimes it's better for a woman to work with a man and a man to work with a woman. So the first eight years of my coaching, 90% of my clientele were women. Okay. Cause I would, just, they would, they would, they would say whatever they wanted and I would tell them, I would shoot straight with them. Okay. And it's, the, that's, that's the exact dynamic that she's guys just need to get it off their chest, have a woman hear what they're saying, no filter. And then she just get, just gives it to them straight, her opinion. And, um, and then she got, she got down cause these are all things that need to be considered. And she also got down to payment. I'm like, what's your, what's your, what's payment been like receiving payment? She goes, it's, it's, it's like snapping my fingers with the men. And I said, how about the women? She goes, I've been chasing them around for weeks. So we'll pick a lane. And, and she messaged me, we got there before the end of the call. She goes, I coach men. I coach men and uh, specifically fathers because she wanted to positively influence children. So picking a lane is heaven. Anything that you choose to do, there's going to be, there's going to be challenges and, and, and curveballs and whatever. I mean, staying on the couch has got its own different flavors of dangerous. Okay. And getting yourself to a point, a position where you can make a decision and stick to it. You know, decision, that, that's an interesting word. It comes from a, a, a Greek word that means to cut off other options. It's, it's only a real decision once you've burned the boats. When nothing else is left. What, what happens to people, though, when it, you're describing your client? If, if you and her um, missed that phone call and, and didn't have that conversation about, well, who's your audience? Who's your, what's your niche? She'd be aimlessly wandering in any direction looking for what? And, and a lot of people are stuck there doing things they perceive as right. Um, and, and then they wonder why they're, they're still stuck financially or feeling unfulfilled and um, not making progress, things like that. So how can people in, I mean, and not in our space, not in the one-to-one client to coach rate, uh, scenario, how can people recognize that the reason why they are not seeing the follow through that they want mm. um, or not following through on their thing um, because of, because they're, they might be chasing something that is outside of their, their lane. They're, they pick the lane or they're, they're picking different lanes that are, um, so far outside their reach how can we help people to see that and narrow it down because a lot of our listeners here um just ordinary people with ordinary jobs and and they feel some sometimes they feel stuck in those jobs sometimes they feel like they want to move on they want to uh start a new career they want to make a another move or they have been doing the same thing for nine, 15, 20 years, and 
and they're wondering what else is out there. They pick the lane and it, it doesn't feel right. It's a very good question. And the most simple practical answer that I have, Matt, is to pick up the pen and write mm -hmm. down your options. Write down your options, including the ones you don't want or that feel wrong, bad, scary, as in I could stay in this marriage forever. Hmm. Or I could continue to, I could keep everything the same with my work. Look down that path, take a peek. I did that. I did that with, with me and my, my personal story. I, was, I used to be a fighter, jacked my knee up, had a second knee surgery, turned into a, a toddler in a grown man's body. Thought the world was fucking ending. You know, didn't laugh for a year until finally. And I had done enough of the, that you know, playing the victim uh, of, of everything for long enough when it finally dawned on me, oh, hey, buddy, are you going to be, this is when I was 26, 27, are you going to be telling this same story when you're 50? And I was always afraid I was a loser. And I looked at that version of me, that 50-year-old version of me, and I thought, if, you, if, if that's what you do, then you are. Then, then, then you will, then you truly will manifest your deepest fear. I said anything but that. I'll take, I'll take anything but that. And um, that led me, that led me on a, a path of that eventually uh, I came across the language work, two thousand and three, uh, and I've been, and I've been different since. I fell in love at first sight. Here's another thing to do. Pay attention to what you're curious about. Okay. Pay attention to what gets your attention, to what holds your attention. There have been a few things in my life that uh, have grabbed my attention, no pun intended, from the start. One of them, one of them has been jujitsu. Okay. I don't train anymore. And the, soft talk acknowledge. There could be a resurrection of my practice in the future. Um, I still kickbox. I went in yesterday morning to the gym. I started going in in, in 1996 and had a kickboxing class with somebody who's, watch, who's been watching me for 25 years. That's cool. I mean, this, this guy, is, he's 14 years older than me, black dude, super smooth, Gary, mentor, he cornered me in all my fights. We traveled to Thailand together, traveled to, to France together. Um, the language game, it caught my attention and kept it from the start. So if something keeps showing up, if something keeps showing up, here's another example. I've got a back piece tattoo. Uh, 35 hours of work on my back and part of my arm. And every time I thought about getting some artwork done on my back, 
it always felt like a good idea for 10 years from 20 to 30. I was like, yeah. And then finally I said, what am I going to do? Keep getting a, a solid yes for another 10 years, which I was like a, a decade of, Hey dude, go for it <laughs> was all I needed. <laughs> and it's the same thing. Just pay pay attention to what's where your curiosity lies. It's a great way to parent as well. Pay attention to what, what grabs your, your children's attention. Okay. And some of that will be fleeting. Some of that's deeper than deeper than that. Um, in my two nieces, we've been kickboxing since they were six months old. When I, I say that, when I mean that, as in they're on my knee, they have no idea what's going on because they're six months old. And I'm taking their fist and just going like this on my hand. And they're looking at this like, what's happening? Well, they don't know anything that's happening. Anyway, um, if and they've grown up, one's 17, one's 10. We train every time we get together. They absolutely love it. If they didn't love it, we would do something else. Um, write down your options. It's a powerful exercise. It's very clarifying uh, and and liberating in the same in the same swoop. Matt, you've done some you've done options work before, or you've probably seen it done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I've done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very rare to do. It's very, and it, and it also, it, it, it get the story out of your head, everybody, mm-hmm. get it on paper and, 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 and run the simulation, invest 10 minutes. Let's say you've got six options ranging from terrifying to, huh. And what you could do with your life professionally invest 10 minutes, stare at one option, run the simulation for a minute and let, and, and then observe your feels, you know, feelings are feelings. There's more to our feelings than emotions. Okay. As in we're picking up information. There's an, there's a little bit more woo woo. We're picking up information. And if you want to be better at reading the tea leaves, clear out the stories that hold the negative emotional charge. Someone's walking around with a library of fucked stories about things that have happened to them. That's a very noisy place to live. There's a lot of noise going on there, a lot of static. It's like listening to five radio stations at once. Clear some of that. Book in a session, book in a session for Matt with Matt or Ron. They both know how to work stories. They're certified. I certified them. And 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 get your breath low and slow. When your stories are more cleaned up and your breathing is lower and slower, you'll be you'll just be a more finely tuned instrument. Somebody who's racked with stories of woe and their breath is trapped in their chest, man, they are stuck. It's a, I used to live that way. It's horrible. It's so uncomfortable. You'll never be comfortable. I'm binary negation knowledge. Mm-hmm. Good luck enjoying your life with your breath trapped in your chest and your shoulders tight and your butthole all puckered <laughs> with 80% of your mental real estate consumed with the past. That's hell. And something, and something I've noticed to add to that, Mark, is – and I had a, we had a conversation a few weeks ago on this show. Um, uh, and we talked about 
you know, when, when do you know when to move on? Mm. And, uh, and what's that process like? And it was, we talked about a similar process of weighing the options and, and, and you, I realized if, if that's happening, if you're, if that, if the air is stuck in your chest, if your breath is shallow and you're tense all the time, it's probably a good time to check in and see what's going on and see what your options are and, and then sit on it for a bit, listen to yourself, listen to your body. And, and, and so many people are re relying on or waiting for the right time, the right moment, the answers from someone else, the validation. <laughs> An email from life, right? Like That hey, email ain't coming. Go, go for it. Do it. <laughs> and, and no, it's not, it's not coming. And, uh, and it's okay to listen to yourself once in a while. It's okay to take your own advice when every, everyone else is saying, slow down, you know, trust me, it's all good. It's okay. It's okay to, to, to listen to your body. And, and like you said, emotions are information. Why am I feeling this? How am I feeling this? What's happening inside of me that I can, that I need to let out or change about my story. And I love that you, you, you know, used yourself as a reference here and said, you know, is this the story I want to be telling when I'm 50? Dude. And I know people who are 50. My, my dad is 60 years old this year, and he's telling the same stories that he was telling me in the 90s. And, and I'm starting to have that conversation with him about how it's, it, it's okay to, to change the story about yourself you know, war stories are great. What's new? What's new, dad? It's been 30 years. Dude, <laughs> everybody listen, listen to that. What's, what's new, dad? What's new, mom? It's been 30 years. You know, a couple of things come to mind. Uh, you know, so let's, let's go there. Uh, let's go there. We're all going to die. Your ass is grass, Matt Gallo. You're toast. So am I. I'm going to croak. Start the countdown now. Let's go. And most people are living. I used to do it too. Like we're living in the trial run. This mm -hmm. is not the trial run. I've had a, everybody listen to this podcast. You're going to die. I had a friend, uh, a couple of people. One friend, and then whenever I run across someone who's in this line of work, I inquire. One of, a friend of mine was in hospice. She was a hospice nurse for 26 years. And I asked her, I said, is it really true that people start unloading their dirty laundry and, and all that stuff when they, when they get close to death? Yeah, and she goes, yeah, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. And half the time, they don't know they're doing it. It's like, what do you mean? She goes, you know, they're in and out of consciousness and they're just telling the craziest stories. The, the, the stuff that's happened to them, the traumas, the stuff they've, that they've done. So not, not just the, time, the times when they've been victimized, the time, times when they've been the villain and they knew they were the villain. And sometimes they, 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 they are conscious. And they're like, listen, I just, I, I, I got I need to tell somebody this, you know, murders, like crazy shit. And, and she goes, um, it's so common that, you know, we get a, we get in front of it. Like we expect it. 
And I'm thinking to myself, me and my simple mind, I'm like, there's a reason for this. There's a reason for this. There's some greater thing going on. There's some reason. There's some mechanical, mechanistic reason that people have got to get this stuff, look at the words, folks, off their chest before they transition into whatever's next. Some smarter part of them knows, hey, we got to let this go. We got we to gotta drop this baggage, this extra weight. And then I think to myself, uh, why wait? Why wait? Because I know how I want to die. I've been clear on that for a number of years. And that is, I, I pray for very few things. One of the things that I pray for is however I'm going to die, the, the mental realist, the capacity the awareness for me to know it's about to happen and me to nod at it and go cool and then then and then go and i also know that in order for me there's some work i have to do on my side of the street to get myself in position so just like i've been getting myself in position for 14 years to be able to graduate to have the 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 skill the uh, the the teachings, the curriculum, the capacity to teach, get people to level three and across the, the the finish line. There's a certain amount of work, and a lot of it has to do with the work that we do, Matt. The story work that it has to get done. It has to come out of me in order for me to die the way I want to. If I haven't taught a this all this stuff if i have if i don't if i don't talk about follow through we're like really this is the big follow through everybody is in how you're how are you going to die anybody anybody talk to you about that in you have any classes on how to die well in in high school or anybody on cnn talking about how to kick shit out of your life and and and, and really rock it so you check out of here in, on a good note most people are white knuckle grip terrified heels dug in going across the finish line of life fuck that no mm. no that looks it's just it's no and no. then and then we hear all the time the stories of what people talk about on their deathbed about how they they wish they could give up all the things and cherish the moments and the relationships and and they unload they un, they get stuff off their chest and and imagine if that's what if, if we sold that in the beginning you know because right now death is sold as a tragedy and exactly and yeah if death's a tragedy life's <laughs> a tragedy yeah we're, we're all gonna do it it's one it's one thing we all get to do at you know one time at least once for most people and, yeah. and uh, when I had that realization sometime in, in high school, I, I was reading about stoicism and I mm. realized, oh, well, my time is up. <laughs> Let me make my decisions now. Let me make my own decisions. And then life just gets sweeter. Life gets sweeter. Um, 
And I, I mean, uh, I don't mean more comfortable by sweeter. I mean, we enjoy it. We enjoy the process of life as opposed to fearing the end. You spend your whole life in fear of what's, what's to come, what's next, what's on the other side. I don't know. Do you know? I know we're going to get there and there's going to be an end point. And now we have this, we have this, this opportunity. Did you ever think, Mark, that you would be um, graduating a group of level three coaches from this program you developed with your friend? Um, or sharing all of this knowledge that you collected in one, you know, built into this year long process, give or take. And follow up to that, what's after, what's next? Good questions. Um, it's real now because we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's only ever truly real when you've done it. Um, once, once it, once it dawned on us that, oh, the, these level ones are there, it's here to stay. And it was like after the third or fourth one certification, then shit, people started asking what's next. And as soon as that hit, well, that's level two. And I started, and then, and then just moved it on as we, we followed the flow of this thing. So there's, it's a co-creation. Yes. We're, we're creating uh, as we go. And we're also reading the tea leaves about, uh, what the enlifted community wants, what this thing enlifted wants. Um, in one sense, you know, it, it, it's, it's, just, it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship. Um, you know, there have been a couple of times uh, over the past 14 years where I've gotten myself in, in very interesting situations. Like, like, am I going to make it out of this? And the only thing I was afraid of is, is, it kept coming back to that same fear that I got to get this out of me. I got to get this thing out of me. And it was a very rough articulation at the time. Now I can art articulate it differently. You know, I've got to certify a bunch of students, right? I didn't know what it looked like back, you know, six, seven, eight years ago. I just knew that there was the, there was something that wanted to come out. And if it doesn't, I'm, 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 I'm not going to like dying. There's some negations for you. Um, now you've got a system for it. It makes it's sense. Got, yes. You can, you can, you can sell it to people too. And that's, that's big being able to get someone to understand the, what, the, how, the, why they need to learn and you need to share it. It's very, very true, man. And uh, very true. And that's what, that's back to where we started, folks. That's, that would this have happened? You know, they say the, the, to get the gold, you got to go deep. Okay. In one, it's like the difference between a shovel, a couple of shovels over here and you dig a, a couple of shovels over there and the shovel, couple of shovels, as opposed to you pick a spot and you drill down. If you want to hit a well, that's how you do it. Okay. Uh, and what's next? Just more certifications. One of my professional goals, I'm going to certify a thousand level one students by my hand. And then, you know, we have about 60, 65, 70%, depending on the cert um, continuation rate, which is phenomenal. 
uh, to level two and level three. So there will I'll, I'll, a thousand level twos, and then there will be a sub subsequent, excuse me, level ones, thousand level ones, and then, and then I'm done certifying. Okay, we're going to get that done in five to seven years. That's a, yeah, <laughs> uh, and then I'll go on to the next thing. Uh, something involved in this line of work. Okay. Uh, um, and, you know, to, I, I mentioned there's a lot of crossover between, I've spent a lot of my time, adult time in, in both of these environments, whether it's been in a martial arts environment or healing arts environment. And the same thing that, you know, somebody says, well, you know, I've, I've done 15 different martial arts, four or five months of each training. When I see somebody with a poster that offers, 16 different things, you know, Swedish massage, past life regression, Reiki, um, uh, uh, tarot cards, um, and then 10, 10 other things. I'm like, oh, you're, yeah, right. No, thanks. It's like shopping it, at Walmart. It's like shopping at Walmart. Here's a, here's a very cool um, message we just got back from one of our level threes on this exact same point. Play y'all this voicemail. Hey, Mark. So, a conversation we had um, years ago clicked for me yesterday in my very first coaching call with you, July, August 2019. Yes. Um, you asked me if I wanted to be an expert in something or have a broad range of general skills. And I said a broad range and you said, no, 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 no. Expert and expert. And we talked about how being an expert was different. Fast forward to this week, the biofield tuning appointment on Friday. And I was talking with a girl who I know also does it. And her comment to me was, oh, when you do the training in it. And I was like, why the fuck would I get trained in biofield tuning? I do language. I do movement. I don't do the biofield tuning. I, other people do that for me. And it was a really cool mo moment that made me laugh because it reminded me of my conversation with you. And it would take the lane. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. She picked the lane. Exactly. Basically. Do what you have to do to get yourself into position to decide. I know that I, I can imagine some of you going, well, what the hell does that mean? It means exactly what it means. Pay attention to what you're curious about. Go explore it. If you want to pick up a banjo, pick it up. Tinker around with it. If you want to go, if you want to practice, get into martial arts, go to a few different martial arts gyms. Go to the one that, that's, that's most attractive to you. Take some action. We're, do, we're going to be running a, um, a challenge soon with some clients and anyone who's interested who listens to this show. Um, and, and it entails a, a daily practice of something you've never done before. Um, and after reading uh, the talent code, mm. which, which put a lot, I mean, I've been studying how people learn for a long time. It's an obsession in a way. Um, and that it, it, 
helped me organize the thoughts and realize how important it is to practice and try new things. And uh, so we're running this challenge and, and it's going to be, uh, it's going to include uh, daily practice, daily deep practice of picking something up, messing it up, trying again, messing it up, trying again, seeing if you like it. And I, I don't remember if it was a conversation I had with you or someone else in this line of work where we, we talked about, um, you never know what, what you're going to like or what you're going to love, mm-hmm. right? There's all these things out there that you, you might be afraid of or you haven't tried yet because it seems uh, difficult. It seems hard. It seems like a lot of work to be good at it, to become an expert. And there might be something that you really enjoy. And then once you find that thing, that's, that is both fun and rewarding and get, you know, pays you back in some way, then, then go after it. And I, I did that 10 years ago with coaching fitness. Um, and I did that um, with, with music when I was three years old, I started playing music and it just, it just compounds. You fall in love with things and, and I'm still learning, still finding other things that I enjoy. Um, and when you pick something, and this is an interesting part, um, when you try a bunch of different things, you dip your toes in the water, you try all the different schools, you can formulate your own way of thinking, your own system, and then master that. So there is some value to um, having some broad general skills and then niching down. How many uh, people are there just like you who went through similar experiences and uh, grew up in a similar environment? You know, you have similar body types and looks even and styles and and you decide to go from this to this. How'd you do it? That's a niche. And even with this work, the story work, um, I'm finding we each, each of the coaches that I've spoken to have a different subset of skills that apply and, and we can push them in one direction. And that's how we'll, that's how it'll spread. That was our conversation with Chase Tollison a few weeks ago mm. when I asked, you know, how, and his, his thing is, you know, similar to mine, we're, we're working on the fitness industry at the moment. taking it away from this fear-based platform that's that it's grown to become and and i asked the question of you know how do we affect change to to a body so big to a, a massive uh group of people the, the fitness industry is enormous and and it, we we don't attack it all at once we we find our niche we settle in and hope work for the this this to change and other people will follow through other people will take over and it just happens over time it's the domino effect and that happens with in life too that happens with uh with your personal life if you have the self-awareness to recognize when it's time to dive in head first which i love 
So what's the end game, Mark? You said mm -hmm. you're certifying a thousand coaches moving on. Is there, is there a, uh, a, what's the mission of Enlifted? That's a better question. What is your, what is the mission? The mission of the, of Enlifted is simple. The mission and the goal, the mission is to empower the languages of the world. And the goal is to unlock the breath of humanity. I'd say for people to understand that in its entirety, take the level one. Do the level one. It'll, it, would, <laughs> it would help people understand that. And the people that understand that understand that. Um, and most of them are either coaches or clients of our coaches. Um, and if that's a little, uh, little, huh? Book in for a session with Matt. Book in for a session with Ron. They'll help you get unstuck. They'll help you get unstuck and get focused on the things that are important to you and build momentum and confidence, the stuff that, that the good stuff and, and, uh, say another way what you said you know um you know pay attention to to or i said this pay attention to what what you what gets your attention a lot of this stuff folks it's not a choice negation acknowledge what do you mean by that mark attraction is not a choice have you ever thought yourself into being attracted to someone matt no, it happens. It just is what it is. It's the same thing with with the th with the stuff that uh, could give you an opportunity, a path to walk that is is going to help you get a lot out of you in this life. You'll see it. You'll know it. You'll feel it. And like, I mean, opportunity. Opportunity knocks, it rarely nags. Attraction, good luck, good luck convincing yourself to be attracted to someone and good luck talking yourself out of being attracted to someone. But just remember that folks, noodle on that today. Attraction is not a choice. Pay attention to what you're attracted to and go for it. That's a great way to end this. Friends, follow Mark England on the Instagram. Mark England, what is it, 2057? Is that your, Good your handle? That's my handle. What what made you choose that that number, year? Is that a year? Is that the year, year you, you want to die? <laughs> no, that's the year I'm out of this game. Okay. I got a, a, a turn pro January 17th. 2007 and after 10 years of being in this game and it holding my attention i had no more questions professionally speaking i said i'm going to do this shit for 50 years because i want to know i'm curious what does 50 years in a game feel like so i scrolled hmm. down in my calendar it's in my calendar right now to january 17th 2057 and that's the day that I give my last presentation, podcast, session, whatever it is, whatever it's going to be. Um, and then I walk.
powerful uh, thing to go that far into your calendar. So it changed me. Yeah. It, 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 I bet. It, it literally changed a part of me. A part of me just went and relaxed into the seat. Oh, it's that long of a conversation. Mm. So anyone listening, if there's something you're that is grabbing your attention that much, then see where it takes you and how long can you do it for? Project, project into the future. That's what you're doing. You're, you're a time traveler, Mark. Thanks for, thanks for joining us again. <laughs> My pleasure, oh, man. man. Looking forward to our, our next conversation, man, as always. Hey, come to the lake house in July. You and Ron, get in a car, drive down, get in a plane, whatever. We'll talk about it. Send us to Virginia. Yep. Done. Thank you. All right. Thank you. If you loved this podcast, then share it. Tell all your friends. Hit the copy button. Copy the link. Choose five friends in your contact list on your phone and send it out let them know what they can expect from it too because we are on a mission here to change the world and we want to help as many people as possible so if you know anyone who can benefit from hearing what we have to say or what our guests have to say then send it over it's not going to do them any good if they don't hear it another way you can support us and support the podcast is Really simply go on to Apple or go on to Spotify and rate the thing. Give us a five-star review. Write us a little note. Let us know how we're doing. Shoot us a DM on Instagram. Whatever it takes, let us know so we know that we're on the right track. And we know that we're providing content that is actually relevant to what you are needing and what you are looking for. And if it's not hey, maybe we can help. So do your job. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it.